Are you ready to find the missing link in your wellness journey? Do you want to learn how specialized women-owned businesses can collectively help you achieve the goals you want for your mind, body, and soul? Hi, my name is Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy, and Molly Atala, former teacher and manager of Orthopelvic. Together, we are on a mission to help women know that there is help for whatever their needs are. From cosmetic tattoo artists to naturopath doctors, we break down different methods and treatment that women may not know are available to them by drastically improving their quality of life. We believe that no one can achieve the results they desire going down one path with one practitioner. And that is why we come together to collaborate. This podcast is for all women, especially for those who want more information on improving their overall well-being and would like to learn about methods and treatment and care that they may be unaware of. So let us connect the pieces of the puzzle for you. While listening, you will learn about local female-run businesses and understand that when providers work together to have a collective approach, we can reach the best outcomes for you. Let's get into today's episode. Shifting gears, I think a lot of our patients, especially those that we collaborate on, are coming with pelvic pain issues or chronic pelvic pain. And what does that look like? I mean, we feel, we always feel super excited when we can either give patients to you or receive patients from you because we know that they're getting such comprehensive care and that it is difficult. I think with a lot of chronic pain patients, whether it be, I mean, anything from tailbone pain to endometriosis to interstitial cystitis, I think it's really tough that women are often shunted from provider to provider and also among providers who actually are not providing productive solutions, who are not listening, things like that. So you never, ever, ever get that with Courtney. Courtney is a dream, but what happens when those sorts of patients come to you? What does that process look like? Usually somebody will come and complain about painful periods, right? Um, Cramping before their cycle starts, cramping while they're bleeding, um, maybe even noticing pain or cramping mid-cycle. Usually this will have been going on for a while, right? By the time somebody rolls in, usually we've had maybe months, maybe years of painful periods. Um, no amount of pain that requires pain medication is normal. I, mm-hmm. I, I think particularly when I see women who have painful periods, they just think that all women have painful periods and it's just mm-hmm. something that you have to deal with. Uh, no amount of period pain is normal. Uh, we should feel and recognize that our period is coming. (laughs) We can, you know, notice that our uterus is now maybe bleeding or cramping the first day or couple days of our period, but at no time should we feel like we need pain medication. I am going to need time off of work. It it should not cause that much interruption Mm. in our lives. And so that is a warning flag for me. If somebody says, oh yeah, I have to take Advil for the first two days of my cycle. I Mm. said, do you do that sometimes or do you do that all cycles? Yeah, I I, I take that every month. You know, I've done that for years. Okay, that's a big flag of concern. Um, So just figuring out a good menstrual history, um, 
also needing a season without hormonal contraception to really assess, right? Mm. What were cycles? Um, really, we can't even call them cycles, but what, what was bleeding or what did that look like for you on hormonal contraception? What did um, periods look like for you off of hormonal contraception? Just really gathering a lot of history there. Things that I tend to think about, um, we know that estrogen and progesterone balance is really important um, leading up to the start of our cycle. And um, sometimes if we have imbalance in estrogen and progesterone, it can cause heavier bleeding, more painful bleeding, more cramping. So one thing I think about is what's going on with estrogen and progesterone in this woman's body. Um, often we'll assess for estrogen and progesterone levels during that time. Do we have too much estrogen? Do we have too little progesterone? What strategies might we need to promote hormone balance there? Um, nutritionally, big connection between nutritional status and PMS and mm. painful periods. Um, are we getting enough of critical vitamins and minerals that are important for healthy reproductive cycles? Are we getting enough iron? Are we getting enough zinc? Or do we have deficiencies in things like vitamin D or vitamin A, you know? And so assessing for diet, um, assessing for nutritional deficiencies, sometimes even just working in those basic areas, movement, we can make progress. So those tend to be the things that I th think about, right? We're gonna do the hormone assessment, including thyroid. I mean, thyroid's really connected with reproductive health. And so we, we never want to forget about that anytime we're assessing a menstrual problem, um, nutritional needs, and then other things like movement, sleep that are just going to affect overall reproductive health. Usually I would say, okay, let's give this a few months, this, you know, slow work like nutrition <laughs> um, yeah. and lifestyle change takes time. If we are not able to get improvement within, let's say four months or six months of time, then we really need to start thinking more seriously about endometriosis and, you know, other referrals, right? And so um, that's when, for example, PT referrals can be helpful. What else might be going on in our abdomen and our pelvic floor that would be contributing to pain? If someone is ready to have an evaluation with a specialist who does laparoscopy to evaluate for endometriosis, that would be appropriate. Um, again, friends and acupuncture can be helpful with pain management too. So, so now we're gonna move kind of next level um, mm -hmm. to see what more information is gonna help us here to, to, to you know, relieve your symptoms. And what do you say to providers who are advocating, you know, when it comes to something like endo, we have to have a hormonal birth control method. We cannot balance this without that. What yeah. would be your response? You know, let's say we, we do really suspect endometriosis. Um, those are some tough decisions to make, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, do, do you want to have intervention with laparoscopy or surgery and procedures? Um, maybe not everybody is ready for that. And I absolutely get it when we may not be in a position for surgical procedures right now, but we also can't manage, um, you know, two days or four days, uh, of our, being out of, of our cycle being mm -hmm. out of commission every month. Yes. Right. And so, um, when a woman makes a decision to go on a birth control pill to help manage pain, 
um, yeah, yeah, I'll support that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll be on, because it's an informed decision. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be on your mm-hmm. team. Um, I like for us to be addressing all the other things too. The, the pill just can't be our first line of defense for period pain, right? We have to be looking at underlying hormone issues, underlying nutritional issues, underlying lifestyle issues. And if we're doing those things and she makes a decision, yeah, you know what? Um, this is just what's going to make life doable for me now, then, then cool. Then absolutely. Then we can use birth control pills to help manage pain in that way. At whatever point she is ready for endometriosis consult or, you know, something else, Mm -hmm. then we'll, we'll do that when we get there. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good point. I mean, it's a tough thing, um, to schedule an excision surgery, you know, that can be a big, a big commitment there. And it is, and some people do respond so well to just starting the nutrition counseling. And, um, they also don't feel the need to, um, definitively say, you know, yes, this is endo because if symptoms are managed, you know, Mm -hmm. then that we don't really need that exploratory, um, situation, but yeah, it's, it's very, it's very unique. And I think that's important. Um, how you approach that, which is basically as a provider saying that we're not dealing in absolutes and we don't want to, I think that's hard when providers are coming from a stance of this is what we do for this, as opposed to let me see what we can do for you and with you patient first, not condition first. Yes, absolutely. That's personalized care. You guys are so good at that too. Um, you have to meet people where they're at. Right. And, uh, and um, any, any amount of way that we can support and, and help you progress is, is what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about um, pain with intercourse when you have pain with intercourse patients, because we have so many pain with intercourse patients and I love um, I think our favorite thing and same thing with endometriosis um, we really prefer a collaborative approach between a women's practitioner and um, nutritionist as such as yourself and pelvic floor physical therapy that when we're kind of covering that in tandem. So what does that look like for you when a woman comes in? Um, First, I just want to rule out infection because Mm -hmm. simple things like bacterial infections, yeast infections can cause pain during intercourse. So if something is more recent right then something more acute yeah okay rule out infection let's just make sure that's not in the mix um stage of life right are we breastfeeding are we perimenopausal postmenopausal those things really uh matter because estrogen and hormone changes changes. exactly Mm -hmm. estrogen will change tissue and so if we need to consider um, supplementing with vaginal estrogen or, you know, vaginal hormones, we will do that. So that would be appropriate. I think I'm quick to send those patients to see you guys for help, right? Once I'm assessing that there's not infection present, um, are, are there relationship issues, right? Mm-hmm. You, you guys do this too. Emotional issues, right? What's the big picture here going on? What else might we, might we need to be thinking about? Um, the estrogen piece is real easy for us to to figure out if we need estrogen or not. Um, And then you guys are just really good specialists at um, assessing and giving techniques to help manage and resolve um, pain during sex. Yeah, absolutely. And we do your, yeah. So dead on of like stage of life and what's influencing 
hormones and especially, I mean, and when our breastfeeding moms stop breastfeeding and we're still not experiencing that kind of return to tissue consistency that we had before for quite a long time, you know, some people six, eight months that we're looking at that we're still, and I think that's, that's something that's really cool to educate people on and with postpartum too, of just, I think sometimes we relegate postpartum to just the newborn period, which is wild to me because we can't expect our bodies are healing, you know, like 18 months after we have had a child. And so expecting, you know, women to operate in the same ways once their baby is, you know, 12 weeks old is, is nuts. And then yeah, thinning tissue. So we definitely have to look at that with um, menopause. It's always interesting to see where someone is at, um, you know, pre-peri or post and kind of what tissue changes they've experienced. Um, There's a cream we really like too. Um, It's non-hormonal, but it's called Jolva. Um, It's just got like, yeah, like really quality vitamin E and things like that can kind of help plump things up. Um, There's so many different kind of tax that we can take, but you're absolutely right. We have to look at, um, you know, what are your feelings and your emotions around intercourse? Um, what are your goals for it? And all of those different things. Is there any trauma that we also need to bring in a certified mm-hmm. sex therapist mm-hmm. to help work through? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's great when you have a provider like Courtney, when you have a provider like our PTs, of course, they want to listen to you and help with you, but there's also real power in referring out to our community. And that's what's so important. Um, if you do need, you know, that certified sex therapist, or, you know, we do want to bring in someone else, an energy healer, if you are involved in your church and you want to do some mentorship, whatever that's going to look like for you, is going to be really important just so we can approach things that are so sensitive. And I think something that is such a wonderful thing when you are going to see Courtney is that you really are being heard and you are being addressed as an individual. Of course, it's like that individual patient care, but it's hard. You know, we have a lot of patients who come to us and, you know, my provider said like, now that I've had a child, this is just what sex is going to feel like, look like. Um, and that's really heartbreaking. Yes. So it's wonderful. Um, I'm grateful that in our community, I mean, we are so lucky um, in Loudoun County. We have just an insane in Fairfax County, an insane amount of beautiful providers who are really taking care of um, women at all stages yep. and kind of approaching it um, just from that more holistic point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the postpartum piece that you talked about is so important. I think it's helpful for women to understand hormonally you know, what's, what's happening to cause those changes. Um, so estrogen, when we make estrogen on our own, um, so this would be for, you know, women not using hormonal contraception, the estrogen helps to maintain elasticity and collagen in our skin, right? Generally speaking, we get wrinkles as we age because our estrogen levels decline. And during a season of breastfeeding, Um, while we're not returning to menstrual periods just yet, our, our body and our brain in its wisdom is preventing ovulation from happening while it knows we are breastfeeding this baby, right? I am, I am breastfeeding this baby, whether you are pumping and stimulating your breast through pumping or putting baby to breast, we are hormonally sending signals to turn our ovaries off and keep our estrogen low. And so the vaginal changes that happen during postpartum mimic the vaginal changes that happen during 
peri and postmenopause, which is losing elasticity, um, becoming a little drier, more friable, less mm -hmm. collagen in the tissue. And then that can just cause dryness, irritation, pain during sex. And that's, and that's totally normal. I mean, you're, when a woman is, is nursing her baby, her body is doing all things to not get pregnant with another baby, right? Suppressing ovulation. Generally speaking, we're less interested in sex during that time because our, our full focus is on our newborn, rightly so. And so um, as long as a woman understands, listen, this is normal, right? Mm -hmm. This is biologically what's happening to my body. And this is just a season of time. Usually once menstrual cycles return, sometimes we have to all the way wean. Sometimes we just need to uh, reduce less, feedings. right. Mm -hmm. Reducing pumpings, reducing feedings. Then you'll see that, that period return. Well, now our estrogen, estrogen will come back. We'll regain elasticity. We'll regain muscle strength and and then we can lubrication. really start, yeah, lubrication, exactly. And then we can start really making progress to, re, to regain pelvic floor and vaginal strength. Um, in the meantime, of course, we have strategies like there's prescription estrogen creams, that Jolva cream that's over the counter. I have patients who use that. That's great. It uses DHEA, which is just another hormone, hormone precursor um, to estrogen um, to help provide hormone to the tissue. Lots of strategies we can use to help you during that season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, especially I think it can be a little scary during that time. Um, if there is a little bit of like bleeding after intercourse or things like that, and that is kind of just telling us, okay, that estrogen is low tissue is thin. Yep. Um, and it is, you know, we definitely want to see, is there any scar tissue? Um, you know, maybe if you didn't, if you had tearing, we definitely want to assess if there's any scar tissue to help smooth down. Um, yep. even if there was a hematoma or something like that, we didn't have to stitch. We still kind of want to evaluate that. Um, but it is, yeah. And it's great to kind of just discuss, you know, with your women's health provider, with your public health PT, um, what are some lubrications that I can try that might mm -hmm. work for my body? Just mm -hmm. little things like that. Um, can I ask, I feel like that would be, this would be good for people to hear. When would you expect, um, a woman's period back? Are you kind of thinking, um, best case, is it kind of the best case scenario? If the period comes back post breastfeeding, like either reducing feedings or weaning, is it healthier if it comes back? I just, I feel like I've yeah. heard so many things. Molly, great question. I mean, there is a huge range of normal. Mm. huge range of normal. And I wouldn't say anyone is better than the other pros and cons. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are exclusive breastfeeders that get their period back after three months. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. We're all friends with them. <laughs> right. Okay. And the benefit would be, okay, well, um, a quick to return to a quick return to fertility. They're not going to have long season of time with vaginal dryness and pain, but now they have a contraceptive risk and you, and now you're going to need to start thinking about contraception, right? A lot sooner. Mm -hmm. And then on the other spectrum, it's totally normal to have to all the way wean. And, and, you know, I will I see to. women, right. I will see women who are nursing once before bed <laughs> or, you know, one, just one or two feedings for a, a baby that's 15 or 18 months old, you know, we have toddlers and they still have not returned to a period and they will have to all the way wean before getting their, their period back. That's just as normal as the breastfeeder who got their period at, at two or three months. 
you know, the pros here is that you have enjoyed a much longer season of contraception, right? A much lower risk of pregnancy during that time, but you also had a much longer season of low estrogen, vaginal dryness, mm-hmm. vaginal irritation, low libido, all the things that are coming with not cycling for that season. So I would not say that any one is healthier or better than the other. They're both normal. It's just a, a huge variety in how we were made. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so fascinating. Um, do you think so if, and the, here's another point too, if people are, um, you know, ending that season, um, of having that kind of, um, bodily contraception. Um, if we are wanting to go a non-hormonal route and maybe somebody doesn't like condoms, if you do have trouble with like diaphragm use, um, I think there's the Kaya that's really cool. Is that yeah. thing? Um, we can help you as well. If you're having trouble inserting or it's not totally comfortable, oh, you um, guys do that. Yes. Yes. Oh, we can help prep that service. as well. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Cause that can be really hard. Um, yeah. and a lot of, I mean, a lot of your patients, a lot of our patients, um, like to use hormonal contraception just as many don't. So it's, yep. um, for that piece that is really cool. So if you are having trouble with that, or if you're a little nervous about it, same thing with like menstrual cups and menstrual discs and things yep. like that, we'll help and teach you how to kind of insert and use so that. I'm so happy to hear that. Of course you guys would do that. Why wouldn't <laughs> I think of that? Because you're the experts in, in the vaginal canal. Well, and the that's why I put floor. it out there. <laughs> yes. No, I appreciate that because, um, that's true. There's a little bit of a learning curve when, yeah. um, you're using a diaphragm, you absolutely absolutely need to be comfortable with preparing and inserting your diaphragm, right? That's an issue of contraception for you. Um, same thing. If somebody is new to using menstrual cup, uh, menstrual discs, things like that. Um, what a, what a wonderful resource, right? Your women's healthcare provider, right? Your midwife should be able to help you with that. If you have questions absolutely. and want to come in from help, same thing with, with you guys and PTs would be glad to help you so that you're really confident in the usage. Yep. Absolutely. How amazing. It's just so beautiful. The range of what is normal. It's just we're incredible. We did it, women. We're the best. No, um, but it's such no, an it honor. Really is amazing. It's such an I, honor. I feel that way all the time. I mean, um, you know, when I, I care for so many women, I've just met and cared for so many women across my um, professional span. And it's just, our bodies are incredible. What we are capable of are just incredible. Um, our capacity for health, our capacity for adaptation. Um, yeah, it's really just amazing. Absolutely. My, my husband and I are preparing for our second preconception journey. And I said to him, we were sitting kind of talking about it. Um, and I said, you know, I said, Brad, I am so sorry that you don't get to experience this. Like it is just so incredible. And he's looking at me thinking probably like flashing back to our home birth. Like I'm okay. Um, but I'm genuinely, like, I'm sitting there tears in my eyes. Like, I'm so sorry. You can't experience this. It's the coolest thing ever, but that's a good thing too. You know, women bring your partners into kind of every step as you can. I'm, I got, my husband knows like whether I'm like follicular or luteal or whatever. And it's funny. And it's so cute to see him comment on things. I had just, um, I just gotten like the first few gotten through the first few days of my period last month. Um, and we take our son on a walk every, usually every afternoon. And he was like, Oh, you got your stride back. And I was like, well, yeah, my energy is back. And he was like, yeah, I can tell Like we got you through those, those first few days, like hormones are going back up. I was like, thank you. 
That's great. But yeah, loop, loop them in. It's a, it's a fascinating yeah. thing and we're so cool and they deserve to know, you know, our, all of our sex ed is so woefully yep. lacking. Yep. So yeah, you know. I'm raising a couple teenage boys over here and I, I feel confident they probably know just as much about female reproductive health than most adult women probably. So I would say I the same about sons. <laughs> I love, yeah. Oh my gosh. My son, uh, if he comes in while I'm peeing and have a pad or something and he's just, a mama period. Yeah. So yeah, a mama period. But the first time it definitely was mama poop. But yeah, he's he feels better now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my great. gosh. Well, thank you so much, Courtney. This has been such an enlightening time together. I can't wait to um get this to the people. Um, anything else, any new offerings you want to share, anything you wanna um make people aware of? Yeah, thanks. Um, in regards to our preconception conversation through my website, um, I did a live class um earlier oh, in the yes. year in preconception, and I have that recorded that women can purchase. It's a one-hour lecture for $50 that would be appropriate to watch for anybody who's planning pregnancy, have a nice little resource guide if you're local here um, that includes lots of our local resources for preconception um, providers, including yourself at Earthra Pelvic. And so, um, of course, you're always welcome to come in for an in-person <laughs> visit too. But for people who aren't local or if that's convenient for you, um, that's, a, that's a nice resource that, that you can watch. And you can find that through um, through my Instagram bio, through my website. Um, we'll link it in the show yeah. notes too. Okay. Thank super. you. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That is, that would be phenomenal. And you know, if you're having trouble with that busy schedule, just setting aside a nice, a nice hour for that. Well, thank yep. you so much, Courtney. This was truly so delightful. I really appreciate yeah, it. It's always great to talk to you guys. All right. Well, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. And you all keep up all the good work over there at Orthopelvic. So thankful for you all. You too. <laughs> Bye, Courtney. If you like this podcast, please download, share, and review so that we can continue to share our mission more widely and support even more women and women-owned businesses on their wellness journey and self-care journey. You can also find us at www.orthopelvicpt.com on Instagram and YouTube at orthopelvicpt and on TikTok at orthopelvicpt1. At orthopelvicpt, we are primarily pelvic health therapists that practice treating hip pain, low back pain, leakage, postpartum, pregnancy, pubic symphysis dysfunction, prolapse, tailbone pain, and the list goes on and on. Whether you are struggling with acute pain or chronic issues, we would love to chat with you and recommend the next steps of just giving us a call and we'd love to chat today. Thank you.